Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Um, so welcome, Julian Sherl, to Soho Radio. And it's a fantastic opportunity to talk to you about, about your career and about the forthcoming film, Missing, which, which comes out in the UK towards the end of February. But let's let's start the beginning of your journey into music and uh, and talk about the your what was your pathway to where you are now, really. Because I believe you classically trained quite early on. Yeah, thank you so much for for having me on on your show. It's a great pleasure talking to you. So uh, yeah, I grew up um, in a pretty uh, musical environment. Um, my dad was a uh, lute and guitar builder, so he had a little workshop um, at the house uh, that we lived in, and um, yeah, I was just surrounded by music. You know, basically from from since I can think, uh, we had a piano in our living room. So one of my first childhood memories is just me abusing the piano and just hammering on it, um, followed by then, you know, trying to make some music with it. Um, so, yeah, that was that was my first uh, instrument, too, uh, was was piano. Um, and my mom is it's kind, kind of it was kind of annoying at that time when I was a kid. But now it's kind of funny. Um, she recorded a lot of those things. And, you know, she had a little uh, tape recorder. So there's, um, there's even a little piano piece uh, from when I was six year old that I'm introducing as here's my first composition. So um, yeah, it's kind of, I was very early on, yeah, just uh, interested in music um, and shaped by music. And, you know, it's a, it's a huge part of uh, the way how I approach life, the way how I um, communicate with people. Uh, I'm, I'm very sensitive to sound. So, you know, I'm, um, very easily distracted by sound um and i'm i'm a like a big sponge for any kind of sound that surrounds me um and uh yeah i i got um started with piano lessons uh pretty early it was was around the age of 6 um had classical piano education until it was 18 um and uh you know i i, I had to play a lot of music that you know I um I think I appreciate now much more than I did back then as a kid you know I was uh at some point I was more interested in um you know playing in a punk band and smoking a lot of weed with my friends and you know just you know kind of make noise um that was that was more exciting to me at that time but I still you know still kept uh playing piano at the same time um 
And um, yeah, I uh, went to a gymnasium, which is kind of like a high school um, equivalent um, that uh, had uh, music lessons uh, as as um, a, a weekly uh, mandatory classes. So, you know, I had music, uh, I had uh, piano lessons, I had singing classes, I had uh, saxophone, we had a big band. Um which, uh, by the way, was always uh, once a year, we we did had an exchange with Edinburgh Big Band, which was very fun. So we would come over, play with the Edinburgh Big Band. They would come over uh, for, for a few weeks and uh, play with us. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of, uh, yeah, just classical training. Uh, had to do a lot of score analysis, uh, Wagner, Bluckner, Schubert, Schumann, you know, a lot of uh, German classics, uh, which I also really didn't like at that time, but, you know, pretty handy now. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, as, as soon as I was basically able to leave that area, you know, I was, uh, I don't know, I had a lot of um, urge to leave uh, conservative southern Germany. Uh, I moved to Düsseldorf and I studied there at the Luba Schumann uh, Music Conservatory and uh, a technical university um, where I learned uh, audio engineering. So, you know, I do have an engineering title, uh, which I think is also part of my approach to a lot of uh, scoring comes a little bit more from the uh, conceptual, you know, maybe even scientific um, corner. Um, and yeah, I studied there uh, jazz guitar. Um which yeah that's that's you know that's my i would say that's my instrument that i um that i connected in a different way because i didn't really have uh jazz guitar or guitar lessons in general i just picked it up and explored it myself and 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 kind of um learned it myself whereas piano was a little bit more you know it's a taught instrument um so it was yeah very exciting for me to study jazz guitar very hard um because i didn't have any lessons before and uh, basically just you know just decided on, on a whim to not um study piano but jazz guitar just because i connected to it in a different way um and towards the end of my study um i i had the urge again to you know explore some other areas and wasn't quite ready to you know, just uh, settled down somewhere in Germany. So um, I I uh, tossed a coin and one option was to go to Nepal to work there as a music teacher. Um, a friend of mine um, uh, introduced me to a program where you can do that, which is still something that I, it's kind of on, in the back of my mind. I still kind of want to do that at some point. Um, and the other option was to um, move to LA to, uh, you know, basically go to the center of of uh, film and uh you know film music and you can guess which which side of the coin ended up um <laughs> uh, and that was uh yeah that was uh, i think now 11 years ago um and yeah i uh i started out in la as a as an intern at a studio um worked my way up um you know to become a studio tech assistant and then at some point start you know do a little bit of additional music um and at some point i started working with uh mike quail um great guy very nice working with um him and um at that 
time he just was doing indie feature films um and uh then he got hired for american horror story uh, one of ryan murphy's shows um and a couple months later he got hired for mr robot and it was basically just him and me at that time so uh, it was from you know very relaxed working hours all of a sudden it was uh non-stop writing music um so that's uh that's that's definitely where i learned a lot of uh, my you know my chops of you know being really fast at writing music and not wasting time on you know hey let me tweak this eq a little bit more or you know should i compress the signal you know so really focus on you know um the the more important parts um of of you know uh communicating with the audience and you know really evoking that emotion um if it works great you don't have to waste much time on all those sort of details if it doesn't work you know you know and you have to rewrite it so that's that was uh for about three years i worked with mac um and then i started uh you know just working on my own projects um doing indie features again you know a lot of short movies basically doing whatever you know whatever came across um and uh yeah at some point I did a um project with Michael Shannon uh it was my first orchestral score where I recorded uh a full-size orchestra and you know um wrote music for that uh which is which was a really great experience because i'm you know i'm a little bit more uh electron in the electronic corner so you know allowed me to explore that side a little bit more um and yeah just recently scored uh my first studio feature film uh by sony uh called missing and um yeah very excited about that one what was it that drew you towards composing for film and tv initially like was it were there films and tv shows or or particular composers that had that had kind of grabbed your interest at that point or was it just like a kind of a natural way that you gravitated um yeah so i from from early on i was more interested in writing my own music even on piano than playing uh existing music which drove my piano teacher nuts um (laughs) and uh i do very vividly remember seeing um the fifth element uh by luke besson with a score by eric Seurat, um and having this epiphany of wow you can create this with music you create this absolutely fantastic world that you know you can fully emerge in and escape reality um just by sound and that was that was a huge moment for me to you know understand the power of film music um and i i did take my mom's uh tape recorder recorded the score <laughs> went to my piano teacher played it for her and she was um she was telling me nope that is not you can't play that with piano that's all weird sound design and noises and weird drums and weird choir and you're wrong here
but yeah, that was my first, uh, I think that was my first uh, time really um, understanding that there's something that's called film music. Um, and from there, um, you know, of course, I, you know, af after I realized, okay, there's this, this element of film that is music, and it's telling the story in, in its own way, um, in its own expression, um, you know, I, I was, suddenly, I, you know, I, I realized, okay, Star Wars is not only the movie itself, you know, there's also this fantastic score that's, you know, that's really telling the story. Um, so yeah, after, after that experience, I kind of got um, turned off uh, by film music, um, just because it felt at some point, mm, yeah, a little bit um, cliche, like the traditional way of scoring. Um, so I was a little bit more interested in sound design. Um, and that was my way back to film. So at some point I was, you know, not really interested in, in scoring any, any movies. I was more interested in just, you know, making music and, and, um, and playing bands and, and, uh, and do tours. Um, but during this, my studies, I was working as a sound designer on short movies, um, um, with other uh, students from other schools and um, you know I was doing sound design and one of the directors was was telling me hey I'm not really in love with uh, the, the the music that we currently have you're already working on it do you want to maybe also write the music for it um, and yeah I just said sure yeah why not um, and um, I didn't really write music I basically just extended what I would do with my sound design and, you know, had my other big epiphany that, you know, you don't have to really use a uh, traditional type of scoring in order to uh, guide the audience. Um, so anything, any type of sound really, you know, as soon as it evokes emotions um, can guide the audience and you can, you know, tell the story. So that's really when I was turned back on like, oh, wow, I can, you know, I can score movies, but more from a sound design direction where it's much more subtle. Um, and, you know, it, it's something that I'm I'm sure, you know, some, some people will disagree with me and, you know, just call it noise and <laughs> whatever, you know, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of my philosophy, you know, I, I do like the, the psychological aspect of, um, film music and of course there's a lot of vocabulary that audiences learned so you know you can still use that um but i do love the the field of um you know very gently and very subtly um telling a story and changing the the way how audience uh, perceive certain scenes um and um guide them uh through through the story yeah, it's interesting how how scoring has gone in that way. I think it has. I think with technology, it has really changed, and certainly within both TV and and film. You know, we would. I was talking to uh, Renique Kirchman on the show a few months ago about the Sinner soundtrack, which is again is very has a lot of sound design elements, and again can portray a lot more than I think. You know, you do feel that sound design can um, can take you within a character a little bit more than a score can sometimes. Um, right. So, so they, that's really interesting that that's 
that's what sort of brought you back into it as well. And I think it leads nicely into talking about missing because the score to that has it's got multiple elements, but it's a very interesting film and score because it's it all takes place within screens you know similar right. to it's kind of a, a i believe it's like a pseudo sequel to uh searching film from a couple of years ago um and this one takes place with the daughter trying to find her mother but across various uh technologies to do so let's talk about how you got involved in that project initially yeah, so uh, I knew Natalie Kasabian, uh, one of the producers, uh, for for quite a while. Um, we worked on a short movie together years ago. Might must have been maybe eight or nine years ago, so very early. Um, and we've been always, you know, looking for other projects to collaborate on again. Um, and then, you know, besides doing film music, I do release music under different aliases, um, mm-hmm. which are purely just written for myself so you know it's more of a exploration of different aspects of my personality um and one of them is uh son um and i released a little concept album like 35 minutes of music a few years ago and coincidentally the two directors will merrick and uh nick johnson um found that artist and were listening to that artist while they were working uh on the script for missing and at the time when um you know they were starting to think about who could be hired for this movie they were like oh yeah we should uh we should find out who that person is who um you know writes this weird music and they went to natalie um and they found out oh it's actually julian Jurel. and natalie was like oh yeah i know this guy <laughs> So yeah, it was uh, it was kind of um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if you if you believe in fate, but it you know it it felt like it was meant to be that you know I would I would meet those guys. How did you begin the the scoring process? Were you given the script or were you given the sort of final film? Because I guess it's it's unique in a way in that it, there's it's all within a very enclosed space of action in terms of being involved in, in screens and and you know technology and phones and cameras etc um where where do you begin with with creating music and noises for that yeah so i got involved very early on so i uh, i think i i didn't even have a final script so you know i think uh yeah, I think it was in like maybe still three uh, script revisions, and uh, from yeah, from very very early time on, I um, uh, I started just basically creating different different sounds um, and different themes for different key moments in in the movie. Um, so yeah, I was I was involved super super early, and we had already had a good amount of music before we even, you know, before they even started shooting. There was already you know a pretty big um, uh, vocabulary on sounds that that we created, and then from there, you know, of course we we had a lot of just conversations about you know what is this movie really about, you know. And what kind of um, area can we explore musically? And um, we came up with this 
basically the 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 concept that we came up with you know what is the the human machine um communication and what kind what sort of um elements get lost on the way you know if we don't talk to someone in front of you know each other um like us right now we're both looking at the screen both look you know not into each other's eyes so we're you know it's constantly we're just looking somewhere which would be kind of odd you know if we if we would do that in real life um but humans compensate for those things and learn how to still communicate um but what does it really do um how does it change the quality of a uh, communication and and uh conversation if if uh, we have those elements and what is what does that mean for audio um so that was basically you know the basic concept and from there uh you know i uh just started exploring you know all kinds of different fields um and yeah that that was the one side you know and the other side is yeah just uh you know creating themes for the different characters creating different themes for for key moments and um, all that stuff was written without any kind of visual input um, which I really enjoy um it just in you know you know it, it allows you know it allows the composer to really you know freely write something without you know quote unquote being distracted by by any visuals. so many things that can that can distract you you know you've got not only within the film you're working on but because there's there's the film searching that was made before you know there's also reference points that could have been you know absorbed from that as well and you know how do you how how did you uh distance yourself from the previous film which was made in a similar similar fashion did you did you watch it prior to I did watch it years ago. So when it came out, I think it was 2018, uh, I watched the movie. Uh, I really liked it. I do remember that, but I was also very cautiously not rewatching it <laughs> before working on it. Um, you know, but it's also the the feeling of searching and the feeling of missing is uh, is quite different. So it's, you know, it's quite a different way uh you know it's it, it the same it's a similar approach you know with seeing everything on screens um but the feeling itself uh is, is drastically different so yeah i didn't i didn't want to get influenced um by anything that was done before um and you know that that's that's in general we didn't have any temp music um for the entire movie so you know because we did create everything so early on um it also allowed us to bring in music right from right from the beginning for all the different scenes and the editors you know were basically editing with my music from the get go and is it true i believe you were the theme for the film came to you while you were uh, camping outside at your home right yes yeah. um yeah so uh <laughs> i uh, i uh, lived at that time up in the mountains um san bernardino mountains um which is about 6,000 feet. Um, so we we get a lot of snow up there. Um, and I'm, uh, 
I'm very connected to nature. Um, and I basically, even though we had a very comfortable bed in our house, <laughs> I basically just slept outside um, pretty much every day, no matter what weather, um, including in the winter. So uh, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it's very nice. It's a really beautiful experience. Um, also snow really is the best uh, sound absorbing material <laughs> that you can imagine <laughs> so you know sleeping outside surrounded by snow it's just dead quiet it's not artificial quietness you know it's not uh your 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 airpods uh blocking out sound it's it's real quietness um so yeah i i slept outside um in my tent um and just woke up with uh, with the theme and you know it's it's oftentimes that I you know I do um, fill up my head you know with with all the information with all the talks that I have with the directors and then um, just let it cook and at some point once it's ready it just comes out um, and that was that was the case for that theme too um, and I did have um, you know at, at its core it's a mystery film um and i you know I, I always was um playing with this idea of creating a theme a mystery theme that you can sing but you can hear it in your head which is you know it's a really really cool experience you, you very clearly can sing it in your head but then you know just your um your body cannot uh, reproduce it so um yeah, that was that was one of the you know one of the elements of the theme, um, and uh, yeah, I just got up, got inside uh, my house, the studio, you know, was in the house, um, and just uh, started working, you know, played it in, um, arranged it into a little suite, and then sent it off to the directors, and both of them were like, "Yes, that's the one." <laughs> so that, you know, nice experience. They they felt exactly the same way. Um, yeah, and so. Yeah, I, I was sleeping outside in my tent. That's true. That's a true story. <laughs> Every project you'll have to um you'll have to go and, you know, revisit nature and um kind of be at one with, with sound, I guess. And yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I always have my, also, you know, always have my recorder with me, um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm outside quite a lot. I love climbing, I love hiking. So, basically, you know, whenever whenever I can, I I sneak out of the city and I'm just in nature. Um, but I always have my recorder with me, so you know, those those little ideas pop up, and they can pop up at any given moment, and you know, I. I try to remember them, but yeah, to be honest, if I if I don't have the opportunity to record it right away, they will just kind of slowly sneak away, and then they will be gone forever. And I mean, it's, I guess it's it's ironic as well that the you know the film being very technology technology based in terms of you know phone surveillance etc. That the the theme came from being at one with with nature um but did the i mean obviously you know the the using the phones computers and computer screens and cameras etc how did that influence what instrumentation you were going to use did that kind of give you a kind of core thought of 
it synthesizes its sound design. It needs to, you know, have a, and obviously there's a lot of tension in the film as well. Um, right. You know, where, you know, what, what were your, what was your thought process of how to create that tension with, with what sounds? Yeah. So um, it, very, the very baseline uh, approach was that I wanted to create this really uh, uh, warm, cozy, familiar sound world uh, that that just feels very, yeah, just you you feel like you're very emotionally connected to it, um, and that's that's all piano based and string based, uh, and that's also you know part of what uh, what came to me when I was sleeping in nature. So it's very peaceful. It, you know, it's really it's the the core of the movie itself is uh, human connection and uh, you know family, um, and the other contrasting element is this really sort of harsh digital unpleasant um anxiety inducing um digital sound world um that you know really is the the big contrast to to the other element and for that um i did explore a, a few different things one of them was um audio compression and what audio compression does to the way how we as humans react um and i found this interesting study that basically was testing orchestra instruments uncompressed and then compressed and played it for a target audience uh they were not you know professional audio people in in any way um and basically looking at what their emotional response would be to compressed audio and the the findings the finding was basically the more compression you have the more anxiety inducing it becomes um so that's that's quite interesting. Um, what happens now if you take a audio file and you compress it not one time, but you know maybe thousands of times, and see what that does? Um, so I I did write a little bit of script and I you know did that with a variety of different uh, audio signals, um, and that that was one of the base elements for you know the the digital uh, roam of sound, and then another was um that um i found this uh specialty microphone that records electrical interference and not audio signals so not not um um uh wave uh, uh sorry uh, audio pressure change um air pressure change so it's you know it's just recording basically anything that electrical components radiate. So if you hold this on like a computer screen or your laptop or, you know, any um, electrical device that has a circuit board in it, you pick up different um, digital audio signals. Um, and I was just, you know, hunting with this thing, recorded all kinds of different things in my studio, in my house. I went to my, you know, so the outside world, I went to my Prius, which is like a, it's a wonderland of digital noises um, that you can record from there. And that was another big element um, for, you know, all those digital sounds. So I, you know, I, I recorded all of this. I, you know, listened to it, um, picked the little cherries out of, of those, those elements. Um, and that was another base layer for, you know, or source material for then creating, you know, specifically sounds. Um, 
And then, of course, you know, I would also take those elements and recompress them, you know, thousands of times and see what that does. And the last element was that um, Alphabet uh, launched this platform um, a few years ago that um, is basically it's IA based and it's machine learning where you can resynthesize uh, sounds. And it's more of a, you know, more of a, a playful approach where you can have your cat meow and then you have like a resynthesis module and that's trained to sound like a violin and then you resynthesize it and then your cat meow sounds like a violin. But I found that you um, can create your own modules and train your own algorithms and then resynthesize your own audio with it. And that was, wow, that was a very interesting uh, thing, I thought, um, to explore that. So in, that was very time consuming because this platform, you know, it's not the most stable, so it would crash once in a while. And if it works, you know, it takes sometimes a few hours, sometimes it would take, uh, you know, half a day or two days, I think was one of them. Um, and then you, you know, send any kind of signal in it, you have another system or, or algorithm that is trained, and then you resynthesize re that sound with the uh, the incoming signal. And I used all, all, all kinds of different things, whatever, you know, I could come up with. I did um, uh, different chord uh, structures from Bernard Herrmann's Vertigo, for instance. I used, uh, you know, those digital audio signals that I, that I recorded. I used... Um, different uh dialogue snippets from from storm reads um set sound so anything that i could basically could come up with whatever <laughs> you know whatever the craziest idea was i i fed into this um and yeah you know the the sounds that came out of it sometimes it was just pure trash it didn't do anything and sometimes it was this really beautiful ghostly otherworldly sound that i've just never heard in my life um and yeah all that stuff in combination you know then and in the big contrast to the organic sound world that's that's really you know the two kind of the kind of that's the you know the the score is going between those two uh areas and the needle is going either in that direction or the other direction I think we like the idea of of using of using technology in that way and like you say you know at its heart it's it's a human story of, of a daughter looking for her mother but you know to to be able to use the technology and and ai to form the framework of the film and to utilize that within the within the score is is uh is quite unique i think and um and I, you know it's a fantastic score and well worth you know listening to and and re-listening to now, having heard you talk about um, about how it was made as well. Um, so I wanted to ask where where will we hear your music next? Um, thank you so much uh, <laughs> to you know uh, praise the score. That's very nice of you. Um, uh, my my next uh, project that I'm currently working on, I'm currently wrapping up, is a uh, TV show for Amazon Prime, um, and that's a very different type of score approach. Um, it's a show that is set in late '70s, early '80s in a red light red light district um, in Hamburg, and the score uh, is is done, you know, pretty pretty much just authentic instrumentation, authentic um, 
uh, gear to use, you know, what kind of what kind of instruments were, you know, available at that time, what kind of synths were available at that time. And it's all it's more soul funk, a little bit of um, glam rock, uh, pretty punky overall, you know, the, the aesthetic. Um, so very, very different from searching. And that was a super fun show for me to work on um because i you know at my core i'm a musician i love playing instruments uh and if i have a project that allows me to play those instruments i'm extra happy and yeah i was able to you know play all the keys play all the guitars you know collaborate with some wonderful percussionists and drummers and um yeah, that's uh, that's coming out on Amazon Prime in a couple of months. Is there is there a genre of TV and film um, that you're yet to work in that you would love to work on something for? Um, I mean, every I think it's for me. It's mostly you know what what's the what's really the setup and what's the story and you know what's the message of the story. Um, that's for me that's the most important i don't i don't think there's a specific genre i think that you know drama thriller horror is just are genres that are a little bit more open to um an experimental score than let's say a romantic comedy um but also would be you know quite interesting to score a romantic comedy and you know have that type of uh <laughs> a more experimental uh, approach to you know to score it um so yeah it, it's really for me i'm i'm you know i'm i'm looking for stories that i can connect with and that i'm you know that i'm excited about um but genre wise yeah i don't i don't really have um have a limitation that way i would love to work on some um some action movies actually <laughs> be something that would be very very uh yeah interested in uh you know taking that that sound designing experimental approach and see how that fits to to an action movie would be kind of cool and finally i wanted to ask to play out the show with is there is there any music that you've composed for tv and film that you feel maybe has been a little overlooked um that we can we can play we can play to people and they can connect with it um yeah i'm not i'm not quite sure how popular mr robot got in the uk um but that's that's a very a brilliant score i i believe by by mac um and you can kind of hear all the glitchy electronic digital stuff um that's that's in there too um you know that's kind of uh my background (laughs) 